In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. Do you know that you were formed in your mother's womb and God made you glorious? He chose you to be formed in your mother's womb with a purpose and a plan. Do you know that? We're looking at Isaiah 43. But now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, who formed you, O Israel. He formed you and made you wonderful in the womb of your mother. Even if you have a twin, you're separate. He formed you and he called you by name. He loves you. He loves you. From the very moment of your conception, God formed you in those nine months in your mother's womb who loved you. God formed you and made you wonderfully made. Do not fear. Do not fear. Pope John Paul II, when he was in Boston, said, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I am with you. Do not be afraid. I love you. Do not be afraid. I call you by name. Do not be afraid. And so many people are all so afraid. They're afraid of the past. They're afraid of the future. They're living in fear. And God says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have bought you back with the blood of Jesus. I have redeemed you. Yes, you have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I have called you by name. I didn't call you by a number. I called you by name. I remember when I was drowning, he called me by name. And he said, Tom, don't panic. And you know what? He called me by name. It was an audible voice. I have redeemed you. I have bought you back. I have been crucified for you. You are mine. You are mine. You belong to him. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price, with the price of the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You belong to God, bought with the price, bought with the price of the Lamb's blood. You, yes, you, rejoice because you belong to him. Rejoice because he is yours. Rejoice because he called you by name. Rejoice because he's redeemed you. Rejoice because he has plans for your life. And every act that God has put in your life is perfect. He put you with the perfect family. Even if you may not love everyone perfectly in it, Jesus, where he put you, the position he has you in life, he has you exactly where you need to be to get you to exactly where you need to go. Sometimes when we've been through 
the hardest struggles. The Lord never gives us anything we can't bear. And he knows where he wants you to finish. And sometimes he works backwards. And he needs to take you through hardships that maybe everyone don't en- doesn't have to endure. But that's because he has a special sanctity for you. He has a special love for you. He has a special grace of endurance for you. That he wants to make you into a saint, that he wants to conform your soul into the image of Christ Jesus, that sometimes we get a share in Christ's sufferings, but then we also get a um, share in his glories. You know, the greater the sacrifice, the greater graces that we can receive. The greater the hardship, the greater the graces that God will put onto your life. Every act of God is perfect. Where he has you in life, the family he chose for you, the life he planned for you is perfect for you. It's perfect for you. And you know, God, he doesn't advance us. He doesn't promote us. He doesn't take us to the next level in our life until we can become grateful and thankful for exactly where we are. So we can be grateful for God exactly where we are in life and for all the good things that God has in our life. Yes, it may be hard things, but there's so many good things. And when you can be grateful and happy and loving and thanking God for every good grace he puts in your life, then he sees that your heart is ready and you are disposed to receive even more of the kingdom of God. I have called you by name. I love that. I remember being in a geography class in college, and when the professor knew my name, how good I felt that he called me by name. At first he called me Tim, but I said, I'm not Tim, I'm Tom. And, and he remembered my name was Tom. I loved Mr. Sally. He was a wonderful, wonderful teacher. And when he called me by name, I felt so good about it. Do you know that you are called by name? Then the Lord says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Not if you pass through the waters. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Are you passing through the waters of difficulty? The Lord says, I am with you. I am for you. I am in you. You have nothing to fear. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Do you feel overwhelmed today? You should you should know that God is with you in the midst of the rivers, in the midst of the waters, in the midst of the difficulty. God is with you in Christ Jesus. This is God. This is such a wonderful passage that God tells us today that we, when we go through difficulty, and we all go through difficulty, people say, but you don't have problems. I'm going to tell you, everyone has problems. We all have problems. But when we go through the problems, God will be with us. Christ will be with us. He promised to be with us. He told me many years ago, I could be in the deepest mud hole, but he would pull me out. And I waited and waited for the Lord, and he heard my voice, and he stooped down and pulled me out of the miry clay. He put my feet upon a rock, that's Christ. He put a new song in my mouth. Many shall see 
and be glad. That's Psalm 40. That's my psalm. That's the psalm? What's the word of the day today, Father? Forget. Forget what lies behind and press on to what lies ahead. Christ Jesus, his life, his power. You know, I understand that only 20% of Catholics have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How sad. We need 100% to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is no power unless we receive that great gift of the Holy Spirit, that great gift that enables us to do the wonders of God, enables us to partake in the fullness of the divine life. Oh yes, how we need the baptism of the Spirit. You say, but I have not received it. Ask for it, and then believe that you've received it. Give your life to Jesus. The scripture says, He, Jesus, will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. How we need that fire. How the church needs to be the fire that brings the light of Christ to the world. The world is lost, and so much of the church is sleeping. We need to be kissed by the Prince of Peace. You know, in the fairy tales, the Prince comes and kisses Snow White on the lips. That's Jesus coming to wake up the church, not by shaking her, but by kissing the church, you and me, on the lips. Yeah, because Jesus is a man of war. But the way Jesus wages war, it's a war of love. It's a war of love that he wants to inflame you with his love, his peace, his glory, his healing, the attributes of heaven. We were made in the image and likeness of God, Adam was. We want to return back to the likeness of God, have the characteristics of God. Oh Lord, let me love with your love. Oh Jesus, put your faith in me. Oh Jesus, preach in my preaching. Oh Jesus, not let it be me who lives, but you who live through me. Jesus, I fuse my intelligence into yours so that I can have divine thoughts, so I can see the world as you see him, God, that I know that no matter what it seems, everything is okay because you are in control, Jesus. You never worry today in your life, Jesus. There is no worry in you because worry is not your nature and you can only release what is in your nature. Worry only comes from ourselves or from the enemy. Fear only comes from ourselves or from the enemy. Jesus doesn't want you to fear, worry. He wants you to have faith, love, and power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the Holy Spirit is the love of God incarnate. Without that being inflamed with that love, there is no empowerment. The apostles walked next to Jesus, but there was no empowerment until the day of Pentecost when they were inflamed by the love of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is a God of war, but he wages war with his love. To enter and to give your life to Jesus is to enter into a love story. For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, that he sent his only begotten son not to condemn the world, but to save the world. When I preach, I preach love and I preach fire. I don't need to preach sin because you know why? 
Jesus with his love draws them in and he goes to war with the fire of his love. And then that fire of his love, the Holy Spirit, that is what convicts people of sin. Not me telling people they're sinners, me leading them to Jesus, me praying that they be filled by the baptism of fire and the Holy Spirit. And in that fire, we become sanctified. In that fire, we become divinized. In that fire, we ascend to live the divine life Jesus has for us. And in the fire, it drains, fire burns out impurities. Fire burns out impurities. So, oh God, release the fire of God right now, Jesus, that baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire so it can burn out all the impurities of this earth, the fear, the anxiety, the worry, the sin. It's not through might. It's not through power. But it's by the power of the Spirit. And God wants you to live by the power of the Spirit. So just receive the Holy Spirit. We speak that the anointing fills you now. That the power of God overshadows you like it overshadowed our Blessed Mother. And that the Holy Spirit baptizes you. And just receive. When you pass through the fires, you shall not be burned. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace and there was one like a son of man it was Jesus who saved them that when they left the fiery furnace they didn't even smell his smoke they were completely saved by the fire when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned but we need the fire of God to burn in us you see St. Paul had that fire he would proclaim the gospel to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. He had that fire and he went to the synagogues and preached Isaiah 53. How we need to preach the word of God. How we need to stand on the word of God. How we need to bless God with this word. Do you know the word of God? How much of the word of God do you know? In your heart, yeah. you have... You read all these other things. You read all these other things. What about the Word of God? I know it is the inspired, God-breathed Word for us, to us, and in us. And you know, not many Catholics know the Word of God. They say, well, we were never raised with it. And I'll say it again. I was never raised with a clicker, but I know how to use it. I was never raised with a mic. Micros microwave, but I know how to use it. You see, I wasn't raised with that, but I've learned how to use it. Why don't we go to the scriptures? I'm going to tell you a secret. Because the devil keeps us from them. He does not want you in the Word of God. He wants you in Him, but not in the Word of God. And if you want to even though you weren't raised with the Word of God, if you want God to raise you up, you need to know His Word. You need to know Jesus. But not, there's some Bible scholars that know the Word of God inside out, but they don't know it experientially. That you want to ask the Holy Spirit to guide and to read you. So we don't turn, you know, legalistic. Because when we read the Word of God, but let the Holy, ask the Holy Spirit to breathe on us for us, that it's not 
a figurative story that this all really happened, that the word of God is real and it just gives us, it gives us order on how to live our life, but it also gives us empowerment and it gives us vision and it gives us our inheritance and our promise of what Jesus did. Jesus said, everything that I will do, you will do and more because I go to the father that Jesus wants you to live this ascended, abundant life with miracles and power in the Holy Spirit. And it comes by invoking the Holy Spirit, then reading the Word of God, and letting the Holy Spirit explain it to you. Letting the Holy Spirit enlighten it to you. Letting the Holy Spirit break open the Scriptures for you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, we need a Savior. I remember going to a contemplative nun, and she said, the first thing that I did in my life was receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. This is a contemplative nun. She knew Jesus. When she blessed herself, the place was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was in the presence of God. I will be with you. I will be in you. I will be for you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Saba in exchange for you. Why? Because you are precious in my sight. Do you feel precious today? If you don't feel precious, you are precious. You are precious in the sight of God, Jesus bought you with his blood on the cross and in the power of the resurrection. You are precious in the sight of God. And you know, what the enemy wants us to feel is that we're not precious, that we're lost. No, Christians are never lost. We have been found by the power of God. We have been found through the cross and resurrection of Jesus. We have been found. A Christian is never lost. Even when I'm on the road and it seems like I'm lost, I'm not lost. I'm misguided because a Christian is never lost. And if you feel lost, like Father says, the best part of being lost is being found. A Christian is never a loser because you walk in victory. A Christian is never in poverty because Jesus made you rich in all the gifts of the Spirit. You are never in a low place because you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It's just about knowing your inheritance and walking in it. Knowing your inheritance and walking in it. Knowing that Jesus has already given you every good gift. On the cross, he said it was finished because Jesus did everything he needed to do for us on Calvary. And now we live from that place of victory. We live from that place of joy. We live from that place of peace. And even if we don't feel it, it's okay because we don't go off our feelings. We go off of the truth. We go off of knowledge. We go off of the light. You know, you are the light of the world. You have the light of life. You, Jesus has given you everything today. And sometimes it just takes our intellect and our mind to catch up with what Jesus has already done. But you can't 
truly know what Jesus has done for you if you're not in the Word of God, if you're not reading His promises, if you're not letting the Holy Spirit breathe upon you in His Word. Do not fear, for I am with you. It says in the Bible 365 times, do not fear. One for each day. Do not fear. Why? Because we have the ability to want to fear, to try to fear. I'm afraid of this. I remember a woman came to me, and she is afraid of living. She was afraid of dying. She was afraid of knives. She was afraid of everything. I said, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could have a new life? She said, that's impossible. I said, oh, no, it's not. Jesus said, unless a person is born again, he shall not see the kingdom of God. You can have a new life. And we prayed that the Lord would give her that new life in Christ. And she started to spit up all the things she was afraid of. And it was wonderful. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, it's so simple. It's so simple. I listen to people just enough to pray for them, what they need me to pray for. Do not fear. I am with you always, even unto the end of time. Just night, last night I said, Lord, I don't feel anything, but you promised I will be with you always, even unto the end of time. I believe you're with me now, even though I have no feelings of you. I believe you're with me now because you promised to be with me. And I believe that promise. And I believe it because of the cross. I believe it because of the resurrection. I believe it because of the Pentecost. And we believe it because it's true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone who comes to me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So you need to know that God's light is deposited within you. God's truth, God's freedom, God's power. That when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the deposit of heaven within you. That Jesus is going before you today and he's fighting your battles for you. That Jesus is going before you and he is just filling you with all of heaven. Father's going to talk about days of glory tonight. I'm going to be speaking at... St. Joseph the Worker Church at Hanson, and given my testimony, it's a ministry for parents who are being affected with children who maybe have addictions or just having a hard time. 6.30 Rosary, I'm going to be giving a talk, and then there's going to be a family healing mass after we're going to pray. So that's tonight at St. John's, St. Joseph the Worker Church in Hanson at 6.30. Father, tell them what's coming up November 9th. November 9th to the 12th, daysofglory.org. Oh, yes, it's going to be wonderful. Maria Vadia, Joshua Mills, Steve Swanson, Mike McDuffie, Michelle Akers, and me. It's going to be wonderful. God's going to show up. Hallelujah. He's going to do wonderful things. November 9th to the 12th. Where is it? In the Crown Plaza Hotel in Woburn, Massachusetts. Who do I need to call? You need to call www.daysofglory.org or 
5-2-9-5-20-414-8129-5-2-0-414-8129. When? November 9th to the 12th. Where? Crown Plaza Hotel in Woburn, Massachusetts. Who? Maria Fadia, Joshua Mills, Steve Swanson, Mike McDuffie, Michelle Akers, and me. We will be there proclaiming the word of God, worshiping God the way he deserves to be worshiped. Are you coming? Are you coming? And as we praise and worship God, the power is so tangible. You know, pray for me this weekend. We're going back into Salem where I am with Jesus and the mother of God and the speaker. And you know, there's streets with thousands and tens of thousands of people not doing godly things. But as soon as the high praises of God go forth from the speaker and we start, and I start releasing the love of God, the miracle power of God falls. The atmosphere is commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you release the love of God. You release the fire of God. You release the peace and the power of God. You start praying for people. People start falling out on the spirit. The only thing that's going to convert some people is them seeing and receiving the power of God. But you got to go to where the power is so you can receive it and release it. And that power is going to be at days of glory. Holiness and the fire of God, it's not taught, it's caught. So come catch it in November. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.